the college experience week 12 DFS picks and preview show on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by MyBookie.ag. The MyBookie Turkey Day free play is back this Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. That's right up to $250 free bet on the Texans Lions game exclusively at mybookie.ag promo code SGP only at mybookie.ag We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome to the college experience week 12 DFS picks episode. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Ho oh, and you know, we're picking DFS here. That means that means we got the DFS God here. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock a given, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, ma'am? How we doing this fine evening? I'm just trying to win my 10 grand again this week back at the drawing board. You know what I mean? You were oh so close. And I think when I think about it, I think this week I'm better. I'm better for it. I made my 280 last week. And I think this week I, you know, I got house money now that I can play with. So multiple lineups might be entered for each slate, but I'm going to give away my money I, Saturday. I think I still feel best about Saturday morning, but if you're a first time listener to this DFS podcast, um, we are the college experience first off, and we will be doing DFS football and college basketball as well with NC Nick here. But uh, looking, looking back at it, I, I think, uh, I think this team is just, uh, or, or this week's slate is a little bit better. This team, what am I talking about? Um, starting off? How do you feel about the Friday? So we break down the Friday, Friday night slate. Then well, we do- hang on. Cause you just mentioned, you know, 10 K you mentioned 280. So let's tell the listeners what we're talking about here. You were in the running. Well, first off, 280 bucks is nothing to sneeze at. Nice little payday there, not too shabby. But you were seriously in the running for $10,000 on your afternoon slate last Saturday. You 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 went big dick energy and you went with at least five or six guys if not more in the UNC Wake Forest game. And man, that game was wild. There was absolutely zero defense. Your guys went off. You had you had three receivers under 5K, and they both just all three of them just crushed it. You know, uh, 
the two guys from Wake and, and Newsom for UNC. So, uh, you know, explain a little bit, uh, you know, what you were talking about and how close you were to a, a five-figure payday. Okay. For, well, first off, Daz Newsom, by the way. I told you he was in the doghouse for a few weeks. He is officially the past two or three weeks has been on fire. So look, look, look out uh, for that Notre Dame game next week. Um, but yes, what you're referring to is I was, so we played Friday night, Saturday morning and Saturday night slates and Saturday morning is, is the biggest slate of, of the weekend because you get the night I'm in Los Angeles NC Knicks in North Carolina. So uh, for me, it was the 9 AM slot. I get, all those games from the 9 a.m. slot are, are a good portion of them. And then also I get the noon slot from noon to, to, to about three thirty-four. and North Carolina wake t- kicked off at nine. And this game was just, it was like an arena bowl. You know what I mean? Just, just the Iowa barnstorm. I could have swore the Iowa barnstormers were playing, but just back and forth offense. And I'm just cashing in on these undervalued receivers, which for some reason, DraftKings has been hating on wake forest for, a, for a, quite a bit on their wideouts. So, um, uh, I, we, I rack up a ton of points. I then have the only two players left for me are, are, uh, Keaton Slovis at my super flex spot. And, and, uh, and Steven Carr, the USC running back. And I, I really love that play coming into it. Cause I had, you know, done the, 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 the homework done the, the episodes of the, you know, from the off season of how bad Arizona would be. They had their first game canceled. So we didn't, we didn't get to see them and they kind of laid an egg. So I, I, but, but Slovis still like did all right. Steven Carr had a rushing touchdown, you know, like, so here I am 12 minutes left or, you know, start of the fourth quarter. And I'm tied for third with winning $10,000. I don't know if I would have won 10,000 because someone I was tied with someone. So perhaps it would have been five grand. I don't know how that would work out, but, or if it, cause it was showing me 10,000. So maybe I, maybe we both get 10,000. I don't know, but, exactly. uh, but I'm sitting there like, Oh my God. And I didn't want to text anybody. I'm just like, I can't believe I'm, I have the third best lineup in, in out of uh, almost 11,000 entries. Right. Or like 10 and it's like 10 and a half. I think it was like 10, 10,400 entries. I'm at number three in all of those and I'm sweating it. And, and Slovis in the fourth quarter, Hey, first off USC, like kind of rallies and does put up some offensive yards. So I I'm, but, but unfortunately in DraftKings, you, you know, touchdowns are so huge. Right. And uh, USC and I, I'm late in the game, like final minute, I'm thinking, Oh man, this game's going to go to overtime. They're down three. They're going to kick it. Slovis throws a pass that gets deflected and caught at the four yard line, right? Which almost was an interception, which would have hurt me, but I'm thinking, okay, if it's incomplete, they kick the field goal and we go to overtime where you can really pad your stats from an offensive standpoint for touchdowns. Um, But no, at the four yard line, they give it to the running back. And I'm like, Oh, did they give it to Carr for a touchdown? No, they give it to their other running back. And, and that was essentially what cost me, but going into the, if, if I had gotten, even if I'd gotten the touchdown with Carr, I think I still wouldn't have finished third, but if it had gone to, if that deflected pass had sent me to overtime, I think I had a really good shot at, I don't even think third, Nick, I think I had a shot at first. <laughs> if it had gone to overtime. Yeah. So, Tough break, man. Tough break. What would you have done with that 10 K? Oh man. I'll tell you, I would have been, uh, you know, would have, probably would have been a Bora Bora. <laughs> you know? 
uh, I don't know. Well, something. better better luck this week. And like I said, you know, not still. You turn ten dollars into two hundred eighty dollars, so uh, that's better than most of us. But uh, before we jump into this weekend's game, we gotta do our shoutouts. We gotta do our weekly shoutouts. Sure, right? sure, yeah. Last Friday night, a newcomer to the scene won. His name is was Dry Koo. Okay. I don't know. Don't no no clue who that guy is, but hey man, well done. And actually I should explain here that every so you know, three or four, maybe even five nights a week, whenever there's multiple college games, we'll do a DraftKings contest. So make sure you pay attention to tw- to Twitter or Slack. I'll send out the invites. Feel free to jump in. It's usually only, you know, three dollars, five dollars per entry, nothing too crazy. Jump in, have some have some fun, maybe win some money. So, uh, so, so that was Friday night, and then obviously Saturday morning or the Saturday afternoon slate. You won that. You won that running away. You crushed it. Your same lineup that almost won you 10k. Um, Joel Meyer came in second. He was in the money that time. And then uh, in the night slate, another newcomer, Wolfie, won. I don't mean, maybe he's an NC State fan. Maybe he's a, 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 a isn't 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 that the dog in Terminator too? When uh, like the like the guy kills his parents. He's like, check on, uh, check on, ask how your dog's doing or something. And he's like, how's Wolfie doing? He's giving him a fake name. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but anyway, <laughs> uh, been a long, it's been a long time since I've, I've seen T2. Maybe you're on something. I, I assumed he was like a, a Wolfpack fan, either NC state or a Nevada guy, but who knows? Um, could, could be New Mexico, the Lobos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if he's going the Spanish route, <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Yep. Um, I came in second in the night slate. So I was in the money. And then this week in the Maxion Tuesday, Red Jesus won. We know him by now. He's 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 a a weekly contender here. He's a very good DFS player. And then last night, our man Alan Cooley, legend, down his second win of the year, winning some cold hard cash. I, I, so well, I, think I, I got kind of robbed last night because uh, <clears throat> my quarterback got knocked out of the game pretty early on. Same For, here. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Once that happened. I was doing good. I was either, you know, I was like neck and neck with Cooley first and second. But then once I realized that Crumb was gone, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm toast. So, um, all right. So there's your shout outs. Uh, so what are we doing Friday night? Yeah. But before we get to Friday night, let me just tell the, the good old fashioned listeners that the college experience is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Yes. Yes. Thanksgiving is about traditions guys like turducken with mashed potatoes and betting on football with my bookies, Turkey day free play. I know you're going to do this NC Nick, my bookies, third annual Turkey day free play returns Thanksgiving Thursday. It's your chance to bet up to $250 risk free on an early Thanksgiving game. The Turkey day free play is a no risk, all gravy wager on the full game spread, pick the right team and you win. And if your team is upset, your bet, up to 250 bucks is refunded before the next afternoon game. You heard it here first. New players will get their first deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. And to help add even more excitement to the greatest football weekend of the year and college basketball. Uh, that's right. Make your first deposit and get extra cash a cash. I'm sorry. Extra cash. You can use on your parlays, teasers, and props all weekend long. Use the promo code SGP in order to claim your bonus and your free bet. 
And uh, the best part is that's only the beginning. My bookie has promotions all holiday weekend long. Turkey Day free play is Thanksgiving, Thursday. That rolls into Black Friday boosted odds and finishes the holiday strong with the buy one get one free Cyber Monday night football. That's why my bookie. That's why at my bookie they call football season winning season. Check it out now. No risk, all gravy, baby. Uh, don't forget to use the promo code SGP to claim your freebies only at mybookie.ag. What a dude! They're giving away two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> Man. Where do I sign up? Exactly. SGB promo code SGP. Get over to mybookie.ag. All right. Friday night slate. Take me to your quarterback Friday night slate here. Okay. So I, I had to make a pivot today. I, I originally set my lineup yesterday. And then today I learned that Purdue's quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, has a questionable tag. I'm not messing around with that. I'm not trying to. We, we had you know, the wait. same thing. I had the same guy. Yeah, I'm not trying to wait up until kickoff, trying to get intel as if he's playing or not. Intel in the college world can be iffy at best at times. So, uh, you know, with only three games, not only does he have a questionable tag, but also does the starting quarterback at New Mexico. So if you're trying to steer clear of those guys, you really only have four quarterbacks to decide between. So I had to to spend up from Aiden O'Connell. I went to Louisville. I went with Malik Cunningham, nine point three K as my QB. Yeah, Malik Cunningham. Um, uh, wow. Okay, I went with Tanner Morgan at at fifty eight hundred. I still think he's a bargain play. I don't know how good this Purdue defense really is. So I I, I know they played in a close one against Northwestern, but I don't know how good Northwestern's offense really is. So. I think Purdue's defense has kind of been untested. I think Minnesota struggles, sure, but I don't. I still look at Minnesota's skill position. I mean, just a few months ago, people were telling me Tanner Morgan's going to be a first or second round draft pick. I've heard he's regressed some with a new offensive coordinator, Mike Sanford Jr. But um, Abraham, the running back, and also I, I like both their wideouts, especially Rashad Bateman. We know he's going to be a first or second round draft pick come. Uh, Come the spring, so I still think Tanner Morgan, and especially at fifty eight hundred dollars, I think there's value there. Yeah, you know, I think you went with him a couple of weeks ago, and I, I don't know if he had that. Yeah, I'm not sure if he produced for you, but at the price tag, it's worth the gamble. You you know, save those big bucks for somebody later. So I went with Malik Cunningham. I, I said Malik, Malik Cunningham, and really with him is that you love the dual threat here. You know, like for example, last week he ran for 197 yards and two touchdowns. The week before, he passed for 350 and three touchdowns. So if you take away one or the other, he's going to beat you with the other. Uh, you know, and, and Cunningham has just absolute weapons at the wideout position. I'll compare Daz Newsom to a uh, to kind of what Des Fitzpatrick has been coming on lately. Uh, so Tutu Atwell, Desmond Fitzpatrick, and they have a really good tight end in Marshawn Ford. Even the fourth or the third wideout, Braden Smith, is, is solid too. So, um, I, I I agree. I almost went there. I just thought his value was a little too high. I almost went. There. I still might, if the right situation comes up, because I'm I am leaving money on the board, which I hate. So <laughs> sometimes that's a good luck charm. Sometimes when there's money on the board, those lineups do the best. You know, believe it or not. So. Maybe you need to stick with your guns. I don't know, but um, all right. So, uh, what are your two running backs? I am going to take you to. Well, I'll stay in this Louisville game. I, you know, 
I want to say I want to take Hassan Hall, but since I don't know his stat, I, why is is Bar is Berkeley the uh, the projected starter? I'm not sure why Hall has more carries on the season. So I went with a $6,100 play of Maurice Berkeley because I don't know if the listeners know this, but Javian Hawkins, the absolute stud running back from Louisville and, and the guy who's going to be in the NFL, he opted out the rest of the year. So. I know Syracuse defense is dog shit. I mean, look, I think the coordinator is actually doing a decent job considering Syracuse had so many players opt out. Um, but JVN Hawkins is gone. So I think it's going to be a Berke- Berkeley and Hassan Hall. And I actually think there's probably value in both. Uh, I don't have Hall on my roster. I wanted to gain a little more Intel as to why he wasn't the starter. Cause prior to prior to this, Hawkins and Hall were kind of the the one two punch for the for the Cardinals, but now Berkeley over the past week or two has really ended up getting some carries and almost be, getting as much as as Hall, if not more. So let me tell you, let me tell you, and this is you know tipping my my hand here because I have Hassan Hall as my super flex. So Hassan Hall has missed the last couple of games due to a death in in his family. Mm. Uh, he is apparently back. And I think he's going to take the lead duties over here because he's, he's actually a, a pretty talented running back. No, he's, he's really good, which is okay. So I just made my switch. I'm now taking Hassan Hall. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Maybe that'll save you some money too. Cause Hassan Hall is cheaper only at 5k. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, I'm sitting there doing the breakdown on this and I'm like, dude, I've watched enough Louisville football. I know Hall is a player, right? And I'm like, why are they projecting him not to start? And I'm like, <laughs> Uh, that's just confusing. Cause I know this dude is, a, is, is, is a, a talented running back. I don't know much about Berkeley. So, uh, but um, so yeah, I'm going to switch, switch to uh switch to hall there and my other running back. And this is to me, if you have a lineup on Friday night and you don't have this guy, you're making a mistake. And that is Malcolm Davidson of FAU 35 rushes, 283 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Davidson also, uh, you know, gets a couple catches for the Owls who struggle to throw the ball. But guess what? They struggle to throw the ball. You know who they play? They play a team called UMass. UMass has only played two games, but they're the 106th ranked defense in the two games that they've played. Uh, this is a lock. If you're not playing Davidson, I want Nick. If you're not playing Davidson, something's wrong with you. <laughs> Well, I'm going to double down because not only I'm going to give my two running backs here. Not only am I playing Malcolm Davidson, but I'm also playing the second Florida Atlantic Al running back in James Charles. So Davidson is 7.7 K. My two running backs are both from Florida Atlantic just because the matchup. And actually they have kind of a, of, of a time split there. You know, uh, James Charles is getting almost the same amount of, of, of carries as Malcolm, as Malcolm Davidson. Granted, he's not doing as much with those carries, but I think there's plenty of room for both Al running backs to go off against quite possibly the worst team in the nation, uh, quite possibly the worst team that we've seen in, a, in several years. So uh, there's a reason why Florida Atlantic is, I think, a 31 point favorite somewhere in that territory. Yeah, yeah we both locked that game up on our pick show. Um, Right. So yeah, they, they can't pass the ball. They're going to just run wild on UMass. And, uh, and especially if you're taking the, the, you know, I'd say backup cause they do kind of split time. But if you, if, if, if you are taking the backup, there's a good chance for Atlantic's going to be up big 
and they might pull the starters in the second half. So I expect big games from both the running backs. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't agree. I, I completely agree. And I think, I mean, even that's just their game. They can't throw the ball. They can't throw the ball very well. Uh, but yeah, that's my play. So, so those are both your running backs. We know your flex is essentially um, uh, wide out wise. What are you looking at? Who's your top wide out? Actually. So with, with this slate here, I, first off, I only went one quarterback and you know, I, uh, I mentioned Hassan Hall. He was my super flex. So I saved some money with my second running back. I saved some money with my super flex. So actually, you know, usually I go relatively cheap on receiver and and spend up on running backs and quarterbacks. I did the opposite here. So I took some big names, some big dollar receivers, and that starts with uh, David Bell at Purdue. Now I'm a little concerned that Rondale Moore might be back, but I think he's still a week away. And if that's the case, Bell is well, he'll by he'll by far get the most targets on this Purdue offense. I mean, uh, you know, through so they played three games this year, and in those three games, this guy has 31 catches, 321 yards, and four touchdowns. Yeah. So you do the math there. He is lighting it up. Minnesota is struggling on defense, especially. We saw the Maryland game, we saw some of the other games. Um, I expect David Bell to continue his hot streak. So I spent up 8.5 K for the Purdue wideout. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, I don't have him on my, on my team, but I almost put him there. Uh, I forgot to mention that I have Charles as I, 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 I have the other running back as my flex. The what's his name? The, the FAU running back, Charles, uh, James Charles, I almost said Jamal ah, Charles. Thing. So, so, so we're sharing three of the same running backs, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but at wide out, I'm different, buddy. You're going with Purdue's Purdue's stud who, who I, I like that play, but I would watch out for that Rondale Moore thing, because if he plays, I think perhaps those catches get cut in half. I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman's put up absolutely ridiculous statistics so far this year. Uh, even despite this offense kind of, or I shouldn't say they've been sputtering. The team has been st- sputtering. Um, but when you really get down to it, Rashad Bateman still is, I'd say, I mean, look at this, look at, look, look at his, the stats here. He has 32 catches. The closest guy on the team is Chris Altman bell with nine. So he is like 80% of their passing offense. I feel like I, I'm not a math major, but I'm saying that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 32 to well, nine. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, he's a stud and that's why he's my second receiver. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. You mentioned, so he, so Bateman averages eight catches a game. He's gone over a hundred yards in three of the four golden gopher games this season. And he has back-to-back games with touchdowns. So uh, yeah, my top two receivers is like Jerry Rice and John Taylor or something here, man. So uh, yeah, I spent up big. I said I spent up big on the receiver position. Bateman is my wide receiver number two at eight K. So therefore, the last two picks here, I don't have a whole lot of money. My third receiver is a bargain bin guy at only three point six K, but he's a starter. And it's tough to find starters. It, that it, is he on? Is he on Syracuse? Because do we have the he same is. player? We have the same player, Anthony Queeley. Yes, yes. Man. He's got with three touchdowns, I think, on the season. 
Yeah, you know, he's a second leading receiver for the Orange. He's averaging over four catches in his last four games. I'm not going to build this pick up like he's an amazing player. He's going to have 100 yards and a couple touchdowns. I'm just saying, give me 10 points or so, and I'm happy with that, you know. And I think there's a good chance Syracuse will be down to Louisville, so they will have to pass often. So hopefully there's some volume there with Queeley. Uh, yeah, I, I like that play too. I, I, I really like that play. Cause I think, um, as, as the weeks have gone on too, it doesn't have, he has like a 75 yard touchdown too this year. He's, he, uh, he's my, one of my white, we almost have the same team dude, but I have a guy. I told you Daz Newsom is a guy who's emerging. Well, so is Dre Fitzpatrick who last week almost had a hundred yards on Virginia's uh, Virginia's defense, which is a pretty darn good at corner. Might I add, he had five for seventy-one a week ago. If he can just do that, I still think he's undervalued. The past two weeks, though, you can go back to the Virginia Tech game. He had a good game. He is. I, look, a couple of years ago when they had Lamar Jackson, Fitzpatrick was there, and and he was a stud. Tutu Atwell comes out of nowhere, and people start forgetting forgetting about Fitzpatrick. And he's still a player. He's still a very good player. I expect uh, Louisville to continue to get him the ball, especially with. Uh, you know, with some of their players opting out, I think, you know, you got to go to your best players and he's definitely still one of your best players. So give me uh Fitzpatrick at 4,800. Yeah. There's striking similarities between him and Daz Newsom because when you watch him play, you're like, man, this dude is freaking talented. Why is he not catching more passes? I don't know if it's a rapport thing with the quarterback or something, but it makes sense that he's now producing better because the talent is there. You can, you got you can see it on the screen when he plays. So I didn't have enough money for him because obviously I spent up with my quarterback a little bit higher than you did. Uh, that, which is why your flex play is going to be better than mine. No, my, go my, no, my, fle- my super flex, you mean? Cause my flex is the same player as yours. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, whatever flex, super flex at this point, it doesn't matter. Cause you can have you know, either, either guy there. So the last person on my team is my cheapest guy. And I'm going back to the FAU UMass game. And I'm going 3.2 K Willie Wright. He is the wide receiver. Number three on Florida Atlantic. Uh, look, I mean, if you're going to take a long shot might as well do it on a good offense, it's going to score some points and FAU should score North of 40. They might even crack 50. I know you mentioned they don't have much of a passing game. Very true. But against UMass, you know, high schools could have a good day through the air. That's so, true. A stab in the dark, you know, a wild shot here. And Willie Wright, the wide receiver number three on the Florida Atlantic Owls. That's all the money I got left. All right. So your super flex was who again? Was Hassan Hall. Okay. That, that makes sense. I think there's good value there, too. But I, my super flex is a guy who's only been starting for one week. One week. And that's the quarterback of FAU. I believe in fading fading the Minutemen just like you do in a way, but I'm talking about, uh, you know, uh, JV on Posey. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, dude, this guy can't throw. Well, just a week ago, he was 10 of 16, right? <laughs> I don't know if you saw the stat line from a week ago, 10 of 16 for 80 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's in the air Threw for 80 yards but did you see his rushing stats from his first start of his career? 
That's pretty crazy. Eight, yep. 18 rushes, 182 yards, and a touchdown. I, dude, it, look, they have a Jim Levitt coach defense. I think, I still think they're going to cover this game, but I would probably guess they're probably going to throw 10 to 15 passes, but I don't think UMass is going to be able to stop that option read between the running backs that we have on our team and Posey. Uh, give me Posey to run all over this team. And then when they do go play action, everything's going to be open. So uh, give me, give me Posey. I, I, I look, I thought that value was crazy. 10,000, but I was like, you know what? It's UMass. You can't argue with that, man. You know, and when I had to switch quarterbacks, I thought about him, but I wanted to save a little bit of money, which is why I went Cunningham over Posey. But I, Hey man, I am not going to argue with any player playing UMass. So uh, I like these lineups. We actually shared a lot of the same players here. What five, five of the same guys. I think so. Right. I think Jeez. Tanner Morgan, Fitzpatrick and Posey are the only differences, right? Right. Right. For me, it was David bell, Willie Wright, and uh, Malik Cunningham Malik. Yeah. Why do I want to say Malik? Uh, I don't know. Is that Idiot? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of something clever for you. Why do you want to say Malik? I don't know. Is that a, uh, I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing over here. Um, What's that, uh, isn't there a Caribbean beer? That's um, a Malik. What is it? I don't know, but it sounds like something in that movie cocktail with Tom Cruise and Brian Brown, where it's just like, Oh, a Malik. <laughs> There's some one of those Caribbean countries has you know their own country beer. It's something like that. I don't know what it is, but anywho, huh. I thought you might know, Mister Bartender. Well, look, look, maybe it's in the land on under where we have a bunch of listeners over there. Maybe the hey, grab a Malik and and listen to the college experience, right? <laughs> shout out to sh- shout out to the Queensland. Oh uh, yeah, man. Man, it's crazy watching this Tulsa game. Tulsa's about to score at zero zero, and they they fumble. Oh man, just uh, killer turnovers. This is what a losing team does. Put some points on the board. <laughs> yeah, that underplay is looking great by you, buddy. Um, okay, so let's let's actually let, before I get to Saturday morning, let me tell you that the college experience is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If it's NFL, you choose 10 of the available 20 player props to build your lineup. If it's NBA, PGA, MLB, esports, you choose five of the available 10 player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit hit the most props, rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. Use the promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit with a four times rollover. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And don't forget the promo code SGP. Saturday morning, buddy. My favorite slate. My the big slate. My 12 favorite games. slate. Yeah. I mean. How how bummed are you that uh, the Wake Forest Duke game got, got canceled due to COVID? <laughs> I think you know that was one of my locks, buddy. That was one of my locks that I was just loving. Was that? Oh man, I get I get to do this here. I get to do this here. Come on, 
Um, well, it would be interesting to see the price tag on some of those receivers after that, you know, but they've been, they've been lighting it up all year, man. Why do they hate on them? They just hate on them. You know, I think on a national scale, people, they, this, I mean, they look, they see Wake Forest and they move on, you know, they don't pay, they don't pay the demon deacons any attention and they actually have a pretty good offense. And we we're big fans of the head coach and they got a pretty good team. You know, find value where there's value. I don't care where that value is. I'll go to New Mexico or San Jose State or, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll see. But, uh, all right, Saturday afternoon, who's your quarterback, man? Why don't you do the honors? Uh, I am going to take you to Lincoln, Nebraska, where one of my locks is uh, playing there. Luke McCaffrey. Um, I'm locking Nebraska minus 15 and a half. If you listen to the pick show against the Illini, I don't think the Illini are very good. And Illini are also missing some key pieces of that team. Now that are out for COVID Luke McCaffrey NC Nick, just what he came in late in that Northwestern game. But when you look at the stat sheet, Penn state's defense, a lot better than the Illini's. I can actually get you the Illini's. Let me give me five seconds here. But McCaffrey is a dual threat quarterback to the utmost. And uh, sorry, I'm just trying to Illinois. Well, you it up. Illinois and UMass are tied for the same defense, believe it or not. Defensive wow. ranking. They are both 106th in the nation. So I'm sorry. What were you going to say, though? I was just going to say that even though he is not in my lineup, in my DFS column, which you can find on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, I did highlight McCaffrey as my favorite mid tier priced quarterback in the afternoon slate. I actually spent up big time on quarterbacks on the slate. I'm getting ahead of myself here. So uh, what, you know, what else do you like about McCaffrey? Basically I'm just saying that I like to pick. Uh, No, I love this play because I think they're going to blow. I I feel really good about this game. A lot of my game, a lot of my locks were canceled. But I, I don't think Illinois is a very good team. I actually think Nebraska is much better than their record indicates. I watched that Northwestern game. They left a lot of points on the board. And then even the Ohio State game. I mean, if both their safeties don't get kicked out of that game for awful targeting calls, um, I, I think that game is a much, I mean, obviously I think Ohio State wins, but I think it's much closer. And I think it's a decent performance by, by the Cornhuskers. McCaffrey, though, le- you know, he leads the team in rushing. He's their leading rushing rusher on the Cornhuskers. And obviously he's the leading th- thrower now as he's got a game and a, a game and a half in. Now he does have a one touchdown to two picks, but that is playing Northwestern. Uh, who's a very elite defense. I actually think when, when it's all said and done, which is going to be really hard to gauge this year based on the quantity of games between teams. But I do think Northwestern has one of the best defense in the country. I even say, I think it's going to be a top 10 defense in the country when it's all said and done. Um, but McCaffrey, guess what? The Illini is the opposite of Northwestern. They're a bottom, a bottom 15 defense. McCaffrey's going to run all over them. He's going to pass all over them. I think Nebraska wins big in Lincoln. I like it, man. So I went with my guy, Justin Fields. You know, I've been uh, every week, you know, I'll give me Justin Fields because Ohio state is on a mission this year. I've said it before. They're still pissed off about that Clemson game. Fields is probably your odds on favor for Heisman, even though he's played you know fewer games than others. 
You know, for some reason, he's actually, you know, 1.2K less expensive this week compared to last week. Granted, last week the game got canceled and we couldn't roster him anyway, but he was on the slate. So with there's actually four more, there's four other QBs who are more expensive. So I think uh, in, in a way, Fields is almost kind of a bargain at only 9K. And I mean, you know, he's going to have an amazing game here. He, uh, he, he's my super flex, actually. There you go. All right. Sounds yeah. I mean, you know, Indiana is a pretty good team and, and they can do some things offensively, which will hopefully help keep them in the game, meaning that the Buckeye offense will have to keep their foot on the gas. So uh, yeah, man, Justin Fields, giving him all day. I'll tell you this. I almost went with Mac Jones cause Mac Jones is, is $500 cheaper, but I thought Indiana has got a better shot of keeping this a four quarter game. Than Kentucky does. Yeah. Kentucky can't complete a pass to save their life. So I was like, okay. I mean, you know, Mac Jones is a, he's had a hell of a year and every week I consider him. And I don't know if it's, if it's his boring ass name or what, but every week I don't take him. No, I think what it is is we're factoring in that Alabama is going to be up by 28 and they're going to take yeah. him out. That's, right. that's the, it's like Trevor Lawrence. He's never on my team. And he's probably a great play, but I'm like, yeah, they might pull him in this at halftime. Yeah. You now, granted, some of these players like Lawrence in one half or in three quarters, they can still put up 30 fantasy points. So I'm not saying it's a bad pick at all, but I like to, to, you know, play the matchups a little bit at least. And I like to have my guys on the field in the fourth quarter. You know, it just offers a little bit of a higher ceiling. So what well, you, Hey, you, you mentioned your super flex. Let me mention mine while I'm at it, because I mentioned that I spent up big at quarterback. And um, so my super flex is Desmond Ritter, 9.2 K for Cincinnati playing your UCF. I mean, Ritter is just tearing it up. He's been over 37 fantasy points, four games in a row. I know you have UCF winning this game or at least covering and they might do that. But if they, if they do it, it's, it's going to be in a shootout because we know UCF isn't playing a whole lot of defense down there. So uh, another dual threat, Desmond Ritter, he'll get you points through the air on the ground. That's why I went in with my super flex. Yeah. I mean, uh, UCF's defense is, is pretty bad. I believe that is uh well, they have the number one offense in the country, but defensively they are, I believe, where are they? They are, I think they're in the nineties. Let me pull this up. And, and you know, take rankings with a grain of salt too. 94th. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and that's also playing at least a handful of schools with not so very good offenses like ECU, Tulane, uh, and some others. Well, just you just you, you're asking for you're asking for fight Sorry, a fight Knights. there, buddy. Um, well, okay. I mean, look, I, I kind of like that play. I will say this though: there's a 25 percent chance of rain and 15 mile per hour winds in Orlando. Well, hey man, give me 150 yards on the ground and a couple of touchdowns. That's true. That's true. That's yeah, he, he is a dual threat. Um. Okay. Well, running back wise, I love my running backs, dude. I think there's the that's the value of this of this uh, of this slate to me. So before you name your guys, I noticed that there's 
like a maybe a top tier, maybe maybe five guys or so top running backs that if you want them, you're gonna have to spend up big time. Now it is guaranteed production if you're gonna spend those on those guys that are all, you know, eight point five k and above. Um, I don't have any of those guys actually. Do you? No, and I think that actually the one that's probably gonna have the biggest day is below that. Okay. In that and, uh, in that and, same game you're talking about. <laughs> uh, are you going UCF or are you going Dokes? I'm going Dokes, Jared Dokes from Cincinnati. Uh, no brainer because UCF. Look, I love their backs, but they get three. They have three good backs that kind of right. all get carries. So right. Jared Dokes, we know he is the Cincinnati offense. If anything, I I don't even know that they fully trust Ritter just throwing the ball. I know his stats will back up that I'm wrong. But I think Dokes sets the tone for the game for the Bearcats offense. 109 rushes, 563 yards, 5.2 yards a rush, seven scores. And that's just in the run game. He also has 11 receptions for 166 yards in the air, 15 yards a catch, two touchdowns. This dude is a no brainer to me. Like, if, I, I honestly believe, like, I don't understand what you're doing if you don't have this guy on your team. You know, I don't have notes on my team, so apparently, you know, you don't know what I'm doing. No, but you know, I see your point. I see your angle. I took Dokes a couple of weeks ago, and he kind of underperformed for me. So maybe that kind of soured me. You know, I think that Alabama transfer they have behind him is is going to start eating into his carries a little bit, at least. Talking about Jerome Ford. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes, uh, yeah, still Dokes is a very safe play. I mean, I don't think he's going to have 200 yards. I think his ceiling is, is lower than some, but I, he's I think 200 combined yards, play. 200 combined yards, rushing and receiving. Cause I don't think he does much out of the backfield. Does he? I, I just gave you those stats chief 11 catches, 166 yards, 15 yards, a catch two touchdowns. I think Dokes against UCF where I bet you, I bet you, you know, that, that Ritter, you know, say what you want. I know he's looked a lot better, but I still feel like he's, he's a quarterback that loves the check down. Well, I'm just pulling up the dokes, you know, thing here. I mean, so, you know, if you divide it out per game, that's, you know, how many games have, has uh, Cincinnati played here? This is their, their eighth game. So he's, he averages, you know, not even two catches a game. But, so I, but I, I do think he, he either missed the game or, or they, they pulled it. He got injured in one, but yeah, I agree. But look, he's still averaging 15 yards a catch that leads the team. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good stat. And you are right that Cincinnati has been up big in some games and there's been some lopsided games where they pulled dokes. So, you know, his stats might even be better if he played, you know, those full games. So, Hey, I'm not arguing good pick. Um, my top running back is a guy that I rostered last week and came through for me big time. And that is uh, Tyler Goodson with Iowa. Uh, it seems to me like he is taking a stranglehold of this Hawkeye backfield. Uh, you know, I started off with him and uh sergeant kind of, you know, getting equal carries there. That hasn't been the case the last two weeks. So, um, you know, he's had back-to-back games over hundred yards with two touchdowns in each game. They're playing Penn state, you know, Penn state is and four. I wonder at what point do the Nittany lines just throw the towel in on this season, especially if it's 
cold weather and the big the big corn fed O line in Iowa is pushing them around and being nasty. I can see them giving in, and I can see this being a big week on the ground from Iowa. And if so, Goodson is going to be the primary recipient of that, and I expect another good game for uh, Tyler Goodson. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I mean, you got to love, I, I, you know, I was the type of team that really does that is just run heavy on the ground there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's solid play, solid play. I mean, I like my play better, but I mean, that, that's the name of the game, right? <laughs> that's right. We can't agree on everything. Um, well, wait, so I'm on my second running back. Correct. Correct. I think there's a great value in a guy in Manhattan, Kansas, who's playing is playing Iowa State in Ames. Deuce Vaughn. I think Deuce Vaughn is a guy that uh, first off, I think the college football world will be talking a lot about this guy over the next two or three years. And I think uh this guy's a complete stud. And taking on Iowa State, I know Iowa State's a good team. I know they're not in the bottom, you know, they're not in the 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 UMass range of, of bad defense, but I still think the Cyclones give up big chunk yards. I saw them play live against Oklahoma State not that long ago, and I'll tell you this: uh, I think Vaughn, in a way, is a tougher runner than Hubbard, which Hubbard had a decent day against Iowa State. So give me Deuce Vaughn at fifty four hundred. Look, K State's on the backup quarterback. I understand Iowa State's probably going to, you know, circle. Vaughn is the guy we got to stop and the Iowa state. Just so you know, they do have the 38th ranked defense in the nation, but I still think from what I see, they can give up some plays. And I also think Vaughn will get some catches out there uh, in, in, in look right, right now. What Vaughn is what he's, he's, he's only rushed for 371 yards, only 4.3 yards to carry four touchdowns, right? You're thinking, okay, but he's the leading receiver on the team. NC Nick 23 yards, a catch 16 for 366 yards in the score. Why would you not play him? This guy is Eric Metcalf 2.0. Well, let's get a little testy here. Uh, so first off, I'm a big Deuce Vaughn fan. I think he is a hell of a running back. And early in the year, I was all over him. I had him in a couple rosters. He did me well. Unfortunately, with Skylar Thompson getting hurt, this Kansas State offense has fell on its face big time. At at 5.4 K, I don't mind the play because I think it's a rice that the right price point to take a shot at him. I will say in three of the last four games, he's had under 10 fantasy points. And the only game where he was above that was against Kansas. So the whole offense has sputtered and obviously, you know, it's not his fault, but teams are definitely keying on Deuce Vaughn. With that said, with the, at that price point, I'm not going to argue with it. I considered him, you know, just cause I know that he's a, a hell of a playmaker and he can break one at any given moment. Um, so I'm not going to argue with you too much, but I did want to point out that he's not producing the same as he was earlier in the year. And it, obviously that's why his price tag has dropped by about two K or so. But I, but here's my angle on this and you make a good point, but I would also for, first, I want to say the last time they st- I think they stepped on a field or, or two times ago for well, I think they lost to uh Okay, state who has the number 14 defense in the country, but also West Virginia has the number four defense in the country currently. Um, uh, but also they were depleted by COVID. <laughs> they had like 20 guys out. They had last week off. I'm assuming some of these guys are back. 
because I, I think it's unfair to say even for even for uh, the the backup quarterback. I'm struggling to think of his name right now. It's not Scott, uh, Skylar Thompson's the starter. Will but, yeah, Will Howard. Um, it's unfair for any of the you're starting brand new offensive linemen, brand new wideouts. I I I I think hopefully they're a lot healthier with the the week off. And obviously, like I said, I think it was three weeks ago they played in Morgantown when their roster was completely depleted. So uh, give me Deuce Vaughn here. I think, I think it's a good play. All right. Well, I'm going to go with um, uh, just a, a, a hair less expensive. Also on a team without their starting quarterback. I'm going to go to Boone, North Carolina, not too far from where I reside and go with Cameron peoples he, at five. PK. He, he is my flex. Ah, there you go. So we all know Dietrich Harrington is out. Uh, he is the, the lead running back for app state as is the quarterback, Zach Thomas. They play coastal Carolina this week in a, in a excellent sunbelt matchup, which I can't Dude. wait to get into. And Hennigan might be out too, right? The receiver Hennigan might, yeah. I think he's questionable right now. So, um, you know, I, I realize Marcus Williams is still in that backfield also, but I, I can't believe app he's not starting. Remember we went and watched app state live last year and uh, they had uh, Evans, the Titans running back. But when, even when he went out, Williams was coming in and just looked like an animal and what and surprise, surprise, you look at this team and, and Williams is averaging 7.1 yards a rush. You would think they would use him more, but I I'm with you. I think people's, he gets a lot more carries. So you got to go with that. Yeah. It's, it's always been perplexing why Marcus Williams hasn't been better this year. I think I, I think I played him in a game, maybe the Marshall game, which which you know the App State offense didn't do much in general. But um, if you look at to take last week for example, Harrington is out. Um, Peoples gets 17 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Marcus Williams gets 13 carries for 22 yards. You know I think they're going to favor Peoples more in this game. Um, he also has three straight games with a touchdown. I think he has a very good chance to make that four straight games. I think he receives more carries than Marcus Williams. Uh, I mean, this guy, people's he's got the talent, you know, now he's got the opportunity at 5.3 K. I'd like the price. That's why I went with my guy from app state. Yeah. He's my flex. I still like it too. And even though I thought, I thought long and hard about this app state's a run first team and they have been with Drinkwitz. They have been, you know, now, and even now with Satterfield, they were a run first team. Um, so I think that's the angle to go there. Now I understand coastal Carolina's strength defensively is on the D line, but I just still think with the backup quarterback and Jacob Houseman uh, or Houseman, whatever you want to say, who, who played, you know, he was great coming back, you know, leading the Mountaineers to victory last week, but you're going to focus on the run game. If you're going to beat coastal, which, you know, app States undefeated all time against coastal, might I add, uh, you're going to need that run game. Uh, and and that defense to step up for app. So I, I love the play. Give me Cameron Peoples at, at 5,300. All right. So now we're moving on to receiver here. I'll give you my top guy. And that is my Buckeye stack to go with Justin Fields. I'll take Chris Olave. Uh, you know, he's one of the better receivers in the country. He'll be playing on Sundays next year. He probably would have went pro this past year, but he was only a sophomore you know, last year. So he's a junior now. I'm sure he only has a few more games left in Columbus before he moves on to greener pastures. So we know that him and Garrett Wilson are, you know, both big time receivers. They've had 
you know, big games in, in every game this season. Um, he's a few hundred bucks cheaper than Wilson. And even though Wilson has more catches and more yards, Olave has more touchdowns. He actually has back-to-back games with two touchdowns apiece. I told you before when I was talking about Justin Fields, there's no stopping this Buckeye offense. I expect another big game from Chris Olave. He'll, he'll get back in the end zone at least one more time. Uh, I'll take him for uh, 7.6K. I mean, yeah, I like that play. I think he's going to get in the end zone for sure. Um that's a good play. I couldn't afford him because my philosophy is to go less on the wideouts, but I do have some plays that I love. Are we going one for one here or what are we doing? Whatever you want to do, man, throw at least one out. If you, uh, if you, uh, you know, if you're feeling the groove, throw, throw more than one. All right. Well, this is one that you need in my opinion, because part of my lineup, I think last week, the only guy that didn't play in that UNC game during that 9 a.m. slot is a guy who gets the rock, especially when Kyle Pitts is out. And I'm talking about Trevine Grimes. This guy had three, tu- what, two or three touchdowns a week ago for me. Part of my awesome lineup. Um, Trevine Grimes, 19 for 303, five touchdowns on the season. We know Kyle Pitts is not playing. They're playing Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's best cornerback just opted out. I think there is a, a and, and, I, and that means their their best remaining quarterback is going to be guarding Tony, the leading receiver on the team receptions wise. That means Grimes is going up against a third string or the third corner on Vanderbilt, not the third string. So give me Trevine Grimes at fifty one hundred. Hey, it's always good to have a Florida Gator on your roster. That offense is similar, very similar to uh, Ohio State and and some others. Um, my second receiver, so pretty much everybody I've mentioned so far has been pretty expensive. So these next three guys are are relatively cheap, if not dirt cheap. Uh, so my, my wide receiver number two, I want to take you to Alabama. 4.4K, I'm going to go Slade Bolden. You know, we all know that uh, Jalen Waddle went out with the injury. And ever since then, Bolden got thrust into the starting lineup. Uh, and we also know Devonta Smith is a total beast there. He's the main receiver. He's going to, you know, every, every week he puts up big numbers. Uh, also John Metchie does, you know, pretty solid as well. But I think in this offense, there's enough for three wide receivers to produce. Um, and also they've been, um, they've had basically two weeks off now due to COVID. So uh, a lot of, you know, a lot more first team reps in practice, for, for for Slade Bolden to get more, uh, you know, used to get on the same page with Mac Jones. In two games as a starter, he had a, a kind of a, a weak game against Mississippi State, where he only caught three balls for 20 yards. But against Tennessee, he did catch six passes for 94 yards. So uh, I'm hoping it's you know more of the latter there. I think uh, there's a decent upside with the the wide receiver number three for Bama. So give me Slade Bolden for the cheap price of 4.4k. I like it. I like that angle. I didn't back you, but I like that angle. Um, my second wide out is uh wow. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm watching this Tulane Tulsa game fourth and one for, you know, Tulsa's quarterback got knocked out in like the first quarter and they uh, two lanes up seven, nothing. But if you guys don't know, Tulsa's undefeated in the AAC and they had a fourth and one and the green wave uh, held them. So, uh, Looking like Tulsa is going to have a tough night. Um, I'm going to take it back to Ames. 
and a guy who's got 5,200 value in wide receiver Xavier Hutchison. Look, I think Brock Purdy is one of the elite quarterbacks in college football. And yeah, sure, he doesn't have that offense going like UCF or Florida or North Carolina, but he's still completing it at uh, just over 62% of his passes, uh, 1,400, uh, almost 1,500 yards. They haven't even played that many games, but I'm saying that this team can, can throw it around some, I think Purdy will be in the NFL. Well, might as well grab his top wide out Xavier Hutchison, 35 receptions, 407 yards, 12 yards of catch three touchdowns. Look, the closest guy to him is 23 catches and that's their tight end Kolar. Who's a beast too, but um, he is their main passing attack. So give me Hutchison at 5,200 against K state. And like I said, K state, you didn't know, I, I don't know their, their current COVID situation. I know that they were depleted the last time they stepped on a field, but so, I mean, that almost makes me want to take more Iowa state players. Yeah, it makes sense. He's a guy that I see every week also. And he just, he's not flashy. He does. He, he doesn't have, you know, crazy big games, but he just has solid games week in week out. I've never rostered him, but every week, he's in consideration. And for some reason I don't, I don't go with him. So uh, I see, I see that you did this, did this week. Good luck. I think he'll have a, you know, another solid game. So um, with my next pick, my wide receiver, number three, you know, I got to have a tight end in my lineup and I'm going to the Indiana, Ohio state battle of the two top 10 teams. I'm going with my man, Peyton Hendershot, 3.8 K for the Hoosiers. This guy was on my college fantasy team. My, my uh, season long fantasy team last year. I know he's a good player. Uh, last year against Ohio state, he caught four balls for 70 yards and a touchdown this year. His production has dipped a little bit with the Hoosier receivers actually doing pretty damn well with um, Fry Fogel and Phil your, I believe their names are Yeah, uh, cra- crazy names, but uh, yeah. So he's still catching almost four, four balls a game. He's already scored three touchdowns in four games. This Hoosier offense is going to need to put points on the board to keep up with Ohio state. So I think uh, Hendershot has a decent chance at a solid game here and, and find the end zone. So I got to have one tight end on my team. He's mine this week. Well, and if you listen to our picks podcast, Patty C was one to break down some uh, defensive Ohio state numbers that actually gives room to them, perhaps not being that elite defensively. Um, they're not defensively. They're elite offensively. Yeah. Yeah. Which seems to be the trend for Alabama and Florida as well. But uh, yeah, I uh, like that play. Uh, uh, my third wide out and my final player on my team have given away everybody else. I'm going to take you to that Cincinnati game and your boy Desmond Ritter, right? I still think, yeah, 20 mile an hour or 20% chance of win of rain or whatever, 15 mile an hour wins. I still think Michael young jr. Is good for at least one deep ball. He's good for one deep ball. I, this guy leads the team in receptions. I, I, I know UCF's defense has given up tons of points to Memphis and, and bunches of other teams. So even if it is raining, I think Michael young is their top target. He's still going to get you some points. I don't think it's a bad play at all. And he's at 5,500, which is my most expensive wideout. But if it's not raining, I think he'll have a great day. If not, I think he'll be good enough to, to get you double digits in the, in the point total there. And uh, yeah, give me Michael young jr. Is his dad, the former Bronco white out Michael, Michael young, or is that me just being crazy? 
Uh, I, no, I think he was like the fourth wide receiver when they had the three amigos, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Yeah. yeah. So and, and I was about to say that, you know, sometimes inclement weather can favor the receiver because they know where they're going. And you can also have a play where like the DB slips. Yeah. And that could, you know, be for a, a big play. So it's, you know, if there's bad weather, it's kind of boom or bust. Uh, but okay. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be points scored in that game. So, uh, all right. My last guy's my flex and I only had 3.2 K. So I'm taking a flyer on Pitts third receiver. And that is Shockey Jacques Luis. He must be French or Creole or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well so- I mean, one of the puzzling things that I, I mentioned on the picks podcast, once again, with Patty C, with Patty C was that Virginia tech's defense, I think ranked 96th. That's just unheard of in Blacksburg. Well, they've had a lot of COVID issues too. That's part of that. And they still might, I, who knows how many guys they have playing now, but you're right. You know, VT has struggled on defense some this year and Pitt does have Kenny Pickett back at quarterback. So I think uh, uh, Jacquez Luis's, uh, you know, season long numbers would be better if he had a starting quarterback there all year. So he usually catches a few balls a game. He's, you know, like I said, I'm not going to try to build this guy up like he's a freaking all star, but, you know, go out there, give me 10 fantasy points. I'm happy with my lowest price guy. So uh, maybe he finds the end zone. We'll see. I'm feeling pretty good about this roster, though. I love my quarterbacks with uh, with Ritter and Justin Fields. Well, I'm loving my my. This is my favorite roster of them all. I think McCaffrey to me is 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 gonna just tear up that Illini defense. But uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um. All right. Well. So wait, you've you've named your whole roster then, right? Yeah. We're done, man. This is our done, my friend. Okay, now uh, I was gonna say the same quote. You beat me to it. Uh, it's a reference to the f- the fine film of the uh, in the late nineties, or I'm sorry, late eighties or early nineties. If if it was early nineties, it needs to be qualified as an eighties film. And I'm talking about "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead." Um, it was definitely it was definitely eighties in spirit. If it wasn't made in the eighties, exactly, exactly. All right, before we get to the night slate on Saturday, I want to tell you guys that the, the college experience DFS week 12 uh, episode is brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how, well, guess what? ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top notch customer support going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus ACE per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today. And ACE is offering up to six weeks for free. Just go to acebreadcom slash SGP. That's acebreadcom slash SGP. All right. Night slate, man. The night slate is here. One Dude, of these- this, this Tulsa offense with the back of the quarterback is just pathetic. I mean, it is, it yeah. is, you know, geez, they, they can't do anything. Well, I think Smith is a fifth year senior. That's that's what wow. happens when you lose. It's like Pickett when he left Pitt. You know, when Pickett right. got, got injured at Pitt, you counting on especially in a year. I was watching this thing. You know, I'm a Colorado fan, and I was watching. You know, the Colorado uh, defensive backs coach is Brett Maxey, the former New Orleans Saints safety. Yeah, and uh, he was breaking it down, saying, uh, uh, "By the way, man, San Jose State, Fresno State just announced canceled." Wow. 
that's gonna uh, affect that's gonna my affect my lineup. I have two players time. right now. We need to adjust right now. Um, oh man, why? Yeah, that's that a, affects, on the bottom. That bo- affects my quarterback, my top, my my super flex, and my top receiver. Yeah, I, I'm assuming you had Rivers. I had the wideout for San Jose State. I had the running back Rivers from from Fresno. So now I'm quickly adjusting. For no, our, actually, I had Gaither and I had I had uh, Gaither. Star- Who? Who was your second one? Darkle, the quarterback for oh, San Jose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a stud. Um, so now we're scrambling. We're scrambling here. Um, what was I talking about though? Oh, Brett Maxey. Brett Maxey was uh okay. I found I found my replacement on the running back side here. Let me uh go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what I can do wideout wise here. Um, I'm good to go, man. I'm I'm ready. Oh uh, man, that dude! I was really excited to watch that game. That's a bummer. Yeah, it is. That's that's another one for locked. I swear. What. Any game we lock up gets canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what am I doing here? Let me try to switch it up on the flex. Huh? All right. All right. So okay. let me start things off while you're figuring things out. Hold so. on, hold on, hold on. I was telling you, Brett Maxey though. Okay. Brett, yeah, Brett right. Maxey was talking about how, you know, he's part of a new coaching staff, but he was saying in general uh, that no one, like he goes, I have a defense. Like you're wondering why the offenses are destroying the defenses this year. It's because normally you get time to really get your defensive, like teaching them the, 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 the fundamentals of the game. Even if they're, he goes, we got guys that are juniors, but they're making their first start of their career. Yeah. So, so like he goes, we're breaking down stuff that he goes, I feel like right now we're still not caught up defensively to where, I want to be from a fundamental standpoint, not even knowing the plays, but I'm saying from something as like swatting the ball, you know, certain little things there that, that he's talking about um, that that I find that to be pretty. And then when I thought about, man, we're seeing a ton of scoring this year. And I was, you know, I was chalking it up to football's, you know, invasion of the pass and, and protection of the quarterbacks and pass interference being thrown every play. But I think he might have a point that maybe the COVID has a big point of, the defenses are not caught up to where they should be without spring ball with a limited, no, actually, limited amount yeah, of practices. What's he's, that? He is spot on accurate. Cause I remember there's another, um, you know, writer, a contributor for the sports gambling podcast network who was uh, breaking down week one in the NFL. And it's kind of common thinking that, you know, if, you know, with the NFL, the preseason was short, the, you know, the, there was um, no preseason, right? The mini camp was short. Everything was shortened. And, you know, the square might think that that favors the defense and actually it favors the offense. And if you go back in seasons where, you know, they've had shortened off seasons or shortened preseasons and stuff, usually the offense gets started red hot and the defense takes a while to catch it up. So uh, yeah, I think he's absolutely correct. I think that's one of the reasons why we've seen some, uh, some real high scoring here. Just one of the many few reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so we've adapted our lineups because we are learning about this on air that Fresno state, San Jose state's canceled. So now let's, let's fly. I mean, yeah. that's what we can do quickly switch a lineup. Yeah. So hit me with uh, your top uh, quarterback here. I'm going to spend big. I'm going to go the top guy, man. I want to go May- <laughs> Malik. <laughs> I'm taking two Malik's. 
uh, <laughs> this week. So I'm going Malik Willis. I almost caught him. Malik also. Uh, so that's Liberty's quarterback. He's 9.9K. Have you seen what this guy's been doing? Dude, he, he reminds me of Lamar Jackson. Like he's a Dude. complete stud. I don't Man. know. Dude, how bad is Auburn? He is all, he, you know, he transferred from Auburn. They were really? starting Bo Nix over him. Wow. 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 That's crazy. So he's throwing for 235 and two touchdowns per game, but he also leads his team in rushing where he averages a hundred yards rushing and a touchdown per game combined. You know, that's 335 yards and three touchdowns per game. And you know, so if you don't follow college football in depth, like we do, you might think that's only, you know, versus lower caliber teams because he plays for Liberty. But uh, let's, you know, what did he do against the uh, Virginia Tech Hokies? Oh my God. He, he tore them up, he man. Threw for, he threw for two seventeen and three touchdowns and he ran for 108 yards and a touchdown. Uh, NC state has a decent defense, but I expect this Liberty NC state game to be high scoring. It should be pretty wild. So I spent up for the no name, uh, no conference <laughs> Liberty quarterback, Malik Willis. 9.9 K. He is my super flex. Okay. Okay. So just to let you know where I'm going there. Um, I, I, I mean, NC state's got the strength of the NC state defensive line is I'm sorry. Defensively is the defensive line, but I almost think with a quarterback like Willis, that almost is going to make him run for more yards. And maybe he throws a pick or something more than normal, but I'm saying like, I think he's going to be quicker to run. And I think there's a decent shot. Liberty wins this game. So, uh, agreed. Uh, yeah. I think I love taking the dual threat QB in college too. I mean, it's, it just, that those rushing abilities provide such a nice floor where, you know, what if he only throws for a buck 85 and a touchdown, but he runs for over a hundred yards and a couple touchdowns, you know? So I, I love taking the dual threat QBs in college. Uh, all right. So he was your super flex. Who's your QB then? My quarterback, I'm going to take you to Columbia, Missouri. Well, guess what? Will Muschamp handles the defense of uh, the good old Gamecocks, and he was fired. No, I'm sure. And guess what? He should have been fired. <laughs> but at the same time, the defense is not very good. But at the same time, Drinkowitz has got, I think, Missouri's offense. It's been inconsistent, but I do believe that was a good hire. And I think he's got this program headed in the right trajectory here. Connor Basilak. Uh, 96 of 139, 1100 yards, six, almost 70% completion percentage, eight yards of pass, four touchdowns, one pick. You got to remember Sean Robinson started the season. Basil neck also has 50 yards rushing and a score on the ground. Uh, South Carolina just gave up what? Like 48 to, uh, or no 65 to Ole Miss and 48 to, <laughs> to Texas A&M the, the game before. Right. No brainer. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, I have a quarterback in my super flex, which I will say is just changed because I had Starkle for San Jose state and they're not playing anymore. So, um, I quickly, and this, this might change, you know, when I actually turn in my actual lineup, but on the fly, I went ahead and spent up for Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma. Um, the Sooners offense, the last few weeks is a lot better, a lot imp more improved than they were to start the year. And, and, you know, Rattler, he had never started a game before. So, you know, his first, his struggles in the opening weeks should have been expected. I think people were expecting him to, to come in and beat Jalen hurts. 
or Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray. I mean, the dudes, I think was he a sophomore or redshirt freshman or something? Yeah. Redshirt freshman. I give the dude a few games. So he has, he's been much improved since then. And Oklahoma is playing their best ball to date. Oklahoma state's a pretty good defense here, but I think Rattler's uh, pretty much locked to get at least 20 fantasy points. Yeah. If you know, if not for 30, uh, I, I had him originally and I switched him out for Willis. So, okay. I mean, I'm with you. I think he'll have a good game. Um, I think Sanders could have a good game too. Um, anyway. Uh, okay. So my top running back, I'm going to keep you in that, uh, that, uh, that Missouri South Carolina game. And I'm going to go with Kevin Harris, the, the stud that is Kevin Harris the workhorse of this South Carolina offense. Harris has 131 rushes for 817 yards, 6.2 yards a rush, 13 touchdowns. He also has one in the air too. So 14 touchdowns. He has 13 catches in the air. Hey, he's a beast, man. I mean, he was in my lineup. If you listen last week, he's in my night lineup. He, he won me money because he just ran all over Ole Miss last week. Uh, so he's a great play great player. Now I, my only problem, I guess, and I'm nitpicking here, but you are kind of buying him high. Uh, his price tag went up big time from last week, but he's a guaranteed lock for a good game. I don't know if it's going to be as good as last week, uh, you know, but he's going to get all the carries there. So, you know, anytime you put him on your roster, you know, you're looking okay. I went with uh, another SEC running back. Actually, let me give you both my running backs because they're both SEC guys. I have I went, two, two SEC running backs too. So, so we, so we probably share one. Uh, so I went Zamir White at Georgia. I, um, I like that play. I mean, the only thing is Mississippi State's defense is decent. You keep on saying that, and we argued that. I think when A and M played them, and Isaiah Spiller went off. Well, check us out. They had the number one defense in the SEC for the longest amount of time ahead of Georgia. Now they're number two, but Georgia is just six spots ahead of them. They are the 34th best defense in the country. Okay. Okay. Well, I still think Zamir White is going to get his because he is the lead dog on the dogs. And, uh, you know, we saw like what he did with one of his first carries against Florida last week where he took it to the house for like 80 yards or something. Granted, that was most of the production he did for the whole day because the Georgia offense stalled. I think the Georgia offense is going to do a lot more against Mississippi State. Obviously, I still don't like their passing attack. It is severely lacking. Uh, but uh, on a volume play here, I think Zamir White at 7K is going to have a nice, game, a nice day. I think he'll get your points too because I think Mississippi State will make enough turnovers against that Georgia defense that even if he has a weak game yard wise, which I don't think he will. I think he'll still get a hundred, but I think he'll get a couple scores because of the opportunities he'll have from the, um, from the bulldogs right. here. Now, who's your second back? Uh, that's Auburn's tank Bigsby. Okay. okay. So we don't, we don't share one. You have, you have a different sec running back, huh? Yeah. I went with Jaquavian Mark or Jaquavius marks uh, for for Mississippi state, mainly because he has, he is by far the leading receiver on Mississippi state, 38 receptions. The closest one is Mitchell with 26. Okay. Uh, and he's also the leading rusher on, on Mississippi state. So I, I expect them to be down to Georgia, throwing a little dink and dunk here and there, but uh, give me I, look, I know Georgia's defense is really elite, but I still expect 10 catches for, for 17 yards. 
Hey, you know, we're playing PPR, so Mississippi, Mississippi State's been kind of off my radar due to their recent struggles. So, hey, you might be on to something. Um, but, no, I spent six and a half K for Tank Bigsby. Uh, you know, his last game, he, he finally had his streak of three straight 100-yard games snapped. So I do expect him to bounce back against Tennessee. He does have back-to-back games with two touchdowns apiece. He's a prime candidate to get over 100 yards and at, at least get one touchdown again. He's the main back for Auburn. Auburn's offense is playing a little bit better now. You know, I think Bo Nix is, how dare I say, improving a little bit because they do have receivers there. So they have, a, a, you know, a fairly balanced attack as long as Nix can limit the turnovers. So I think Bigsby can find some room against that uh, volunteer defense. Yeah, I like that play. I like that play. Um all right, uh, wideout wise, I'm gonna take you to uh, that same Liberty game, buddy. This guy's been actually when I've had him on my team, he's actually performed well for me. And that is Amika Amizi, the wideout for the Wolfpack. I'm sorry, yep. you have you have him you have him as well. Is that what you said? Yep, exactly. Thir- Thirty-one catches, five hundred fifteen yards, four touchdowns, and uh, I think this guy's a stud. And Liberty does not have a guy defensively that can really line up with Amizi, so I think he'll get his yards. I completely agree. Amizi is 6'3, 220. He is a mismatch. Liberty will not have anybody that can body him up. Uh, you know, I think um Hawkman, the backup QB for for NC State, is kind of getting he's kind of getting into some rhythm here. So uh I mentioned when I when I took uh, Malik. Willis for Liberty that I expect this game to be a shootout. So I do expect him easy to be at least have 70, 80 yards and, and a touchdown. I think he'll actually probably break a hundred here. Um, he's kind of a deep ball threat and uh, like a fade route, you know, red zone target. So uh, yeah, I expect a big game from Amika Amizi at 5.2 K. He wasn't my top receiver because my top receiver was on San Jose state. But when I got rid of him and picked up the more expensive quarterback, Mecca Amizi became my top, my, my most expensive receiver. My second receiver now is um, going to be two guys. Actually, I got I get them both because they're the same price point. They're both four point eight k. One guy is on a game that you've already mentioned, and that is uh, Jalen Knox for Mizzou. He is on my roster, buddy. Look at that man. So he is the leading receiver and the most receptions for the Missouri Tigers. Um, You know, it's an offense that hasn't always been prolific this year, but it's all about fading that South Carolina defense right now. You know, fading the Gamecocks in general, the coach is fired. A bunch of players are leaving the program. They're opting out. I think, um, yeah, we saw how they got shredded by Ole Miss last week. So I think you can pick up some Mizzou Tigers on the cheap this week. And I think uh, it could pay dividends for you. So yeah, Jalen Knox is one guy while I'm at it. I'm on a roll, man. Let me keep going. Uh, my second guy is new to my roster because I had to pivot. And uh, that is a guy, Spencer Berryhill, I believe his name is uh, for the Arizona Wildcats. And um you know, they're, they've only played one game so far, but he caught eight balls for 70 yards and a touchdown against USC last week playing Washington this week. It's a tougher matchup. 
But Arizona looked solid. They looked, uh, you know, better than I thought they'd be. So, you know, right now he, he certainly seems like he's the, the top receiver for the Wildcats. And at 4.8K, if I'm getting a wide receiver one, I'll take it. Yeah, uh, I like that. I mean, look, Arizona. I, I'm interested to see how they do this year because or this week because I had them penciled in to be really bad, but they looked really good against USC. I'm going to take you to that game in in a little bit, but uh, can, confirm, can you confirm his name Spencer? Because <laughs> I uh, could be for could the, be off here, but because uh, DraftKings only says S Barry Hill, and uh, you know I don't want to you know steer our listeners wrong here. All right. Well, let me look that up. I got it. I got it for you, buddy. Uh, we're talking Arizona Wildcats. Uh, it is, it is Stanley Berryhill. That's Spencer Stanley. What's the difference? Uh, Look, the guy's going to win you fucking cash. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, okay. Well, uh, you had Hazel or you had Knox. I have Knox and Hazleton. I'm going with both Missouri wideouts. Hazleton, the Virginia Tech transfer, that's now at Mizzou. Um, I think there's opportunity for both of them to go off against South Carolina. So give me both of them. And now I'm on my, you know, I've already gave away my super flex. So I only have one position left. So is it your turn then? I only have one too, because I gave away my super flex as well. First, I'll say that it's not a bad plan to go with both Missouri Tigers. And I think Hazleton was out a couple of weeks with COVID. So, um, you know, that's kind of one and one a with him and Knox and the matchup is right. And you're kind of cornering the market on any kind of passing production from that team. So uh, not a bad play there. I like what you're doing. So yeah, uh, my last pick is my flex spot. He's my cheapest guy on my roster. I I mentioned him a week or two ago. I want to go to the Rutgers game, Rutgers, Michigan, and take, uh, the, actually the leading receiver for the Scarlet Knights. I'll challenge you to find another receiver, a leading receiver for a team at only three and a half K that is Aaron Crookshank. Uh, you probably remember the name cause you know, that's pretty memorable, Yeah. but yeah, he, so he's the possession receiver. He doesn't, he doesn't lead Rutgers in yardage, but he does lead them in catches. So, Hey, catch me four or five balls. I mean, we know the Michigan defense is struggling. There's been rumors about letting Don Brown go. Uh, you know, we'll see what he does. Maybe he can give me 10 fantasy points, you know, crook shank, the shank man. I'm buying him again. I like it. I like that play, man. Um, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to a low value play 5,200 for my flex. And as, as I, if I can just get my internet working, I would be able to tell you the stats of this, this player. Let's go. Hang on. Why is it not coming up? Who you got, man? Who you taking? I'm going with the running back of Washington, Richard Newton. Um, I just, I'm trying to get his stat line, but ESPN has taken forever here. So um, Richard Newton ran for 41 yards against Oregon state. Man. And he caught one ball for seven yards. I'm going to take a gamble on him because I actually think that Oregon state is really decent this year. I actually think Oregon state is a team that has got to give a lot of teams in the pac 12, a fit this year. And the refs blew that game and Oregon state should have won, but I still wonder about Arizona's run defense and USC being USC in the air raid. They didn't run at all. I think Arizona might have a weakness in that run defense. And I saw Jimmy Lake's press conference. I saw a sweatshirt. 
the head coach of Washington wearing a sweatshirt saying run the damn ball. A lot of three tight end sets happening a week ago, buddy. They, they had, they played a half with only one wide out. They're the new Stanford. Um, give me Newton to have a big day. I think he's undervalued. I mean, look, based on that stat line, I get why he's undervalued, but I do think those misleading. I think that the, the Arizona wildcats still have a bad run defense from what I projected coming into the year. Give me Newton at home in Seattle to have a big day. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know a whole lot about it. Looking at Washington's first game, three running backs had more than had over nine carries granted. Newton had the most with 15, but it certainly seems like it's going to be a committee there, but he is your lead guy. So at that kind of a price against a questionable defense, uh, not a bad play. I think that's it, man. I think those are our rosters here. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna take one more look at this night slate, you know, tomorrow or the next day because we did have to, you know, change things on the fly. It's a crazy. It's it's COVID year. It's 2020, man. That's what you have to do. Adapt so. and overcome. Adapt and overcome, baby. <laughs> right on, brother. I like it. Let's do this. Uh, yeah, guys. And if you're a first time listener to this DFS episode, make sure you subscribe to the College Experience. We handicap every single Division One college football and college basketball game. Yeah, we do DFS college football and college basketball. So join in on the fun. We're available on all platforms. You can listen to podcast at. And like I said, check out those college basketball previews. Check out NC Nick's writings over at SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Writes a lot of great articles over there, DFS wise, other sports, just a ton of good content over there. And uh, yeah, you know, we are the college experience. Um, we've been over 500 picking every game each season. When season ends, we're over 500 picking every game, football and basketball separately, not as a combined total. And also with our locks, we're way over 500. So you want to subscribe to us, we give away all of our picks on a spreadsheet at uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, also on our Twitter accounts. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, the college experience. Oh no, look, we won't charge for picks. We won't ever charge for picks. So what we do want from you guys, if you can is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to play on your, the kindness of who you are as a person. We do this podcast and I hope you appreciate this podcast, but we get paid by iTunes reviews. Essentially sponsors have said many times to us that they, they, they basically look and see if fans are engaged. Do they think it's a cool podcast? Are they listening? Are they talking about us? And oftentimes, uh, you know, they, they spot, they, they throw their money behind the ones that are active. So we need you guys to go and give us a five-star review on iTunes. And if you can, We'd appreciate it. And if you do take a screenshot with your phone, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter, and I'll enter you in a raffle. That will be a fixed raffle. Will that, that will basically guarantee you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? Do that. Do it now. I'm at the Colby D on Twitter. NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Like I said, make sure you check out what, it, what he writes over at sports gambling podcast.com and the, the, all those college basketball previews, every conference we're breaking down over on the college experience. Go back and listen to those things. If you're a, a fan of uh, college basketball and Patty C another co-host of ours, uh, he's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one, give him a follow. We are part of the sports gambling podcast network. They're on Twitter at DSGP network. Give them a follow. And yes, 
This is the college experience week 12 DFS style. Come play with us. I'll, I'll share that also on, on Twitter. All right. Come play some DraftKings with us. Stop being a piece of shit. All right. Come on, come, come play. Come, come hop in the game. All right. This is the college experience DFS style. You better start thinking about yours and we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.